Hi, I'm Ruthie, your host for the Defiant Business Podcast, your Monday through Friday 10-minute shot of business knowledge. And today I want to talk to you about a term that you may not be familiar with. This term is the secondary customer. And I want to know, are you taking care of them? And maybe you're thinking, Ruthie, secondary customer? I'm just trying to handle the regular customers that I have. Why are you bringing up this secondary customer? I promise they're not magical beings that are hard to get to. You already have them. What's important is that you recognize them. So in content or content marketing, this will be called your secondary target audience. And some businesses have more than one target audience. So those still usually fall within the primary target audience unless you know indicated otherwise by your strategist. But your secondary audience or your secondary customer, who are they? They would be your second most important audience. Uh, so the primary audience typically being the customer or client who will spend the most, right? And your secondary audience may not spend as much or not purchase as often, or they may not even purchase at all. And you're thinking, if they don't purchase anything at all ever, why would I create content for them? Ah, yes. Now we've come to the root of the problem and... I've got an answer for you. So with product-based businesses or, you know, software as a service, because that kind of falls in the product business as well, it's a little easier to see why you would create content for your secondary audience. For most products, the secondary audience are services who utilize that product. So you would create content for services that consult for your product or you know, offer management services. If it's a software, they offer software management services for your product. A great example of this is HubSpot. HubSpot creates a ton of content for agencies and consulting firms that specialize in working with HubSpot software. So they write content for them. There's a special email, email list for HubSpot agencies. HubSpot's even created a HubSpot partner program. So you can be, you know, a bronze or a, a silver or a gold level HubSpot partner. I think there's even platinum and diamond. And so HubSpot will list these agencies and firms on the on a website and customers get diverted if they're asking for help that HubSpot doesn't have it within their business uh, their business setup to deliver, HubSpot will direct customers to that website, website so they can find a consulting firm who can help them. So it's incredibly fascinating. And even at a lower level where you're not like a HubSpot partner agency, HubSpot also has the HubSpot Academy, which is content for customers, but they know that freelancers and smaller consulting firms, much like Defy the Status Quo, uses HubSpot and uses the content and finds value in it. So why would HubSpot create content that would help defy the status quo? Well, not necessarily defy the status quo in particular, but HubSpot's gotten a lot of free publicity for me. I recommend them. I talk great things about them. So through their content, I got to know them as an organization and I trust them and I'm confident when I direct people to the website. So by helping these agencies and freelancers and consultants become more successful, HubSpot is more successful because these service businesses direct more people to purchase HubSpot's software. I want to 
take a quick second to talk about starting your own podcast. I know it's the super fancy thing to do these days, but a lot of podcasts start and then stop because the host underestimated the amount of work involved. Heck, my episodes are only 10 minutes long, and it's still a lot of work. So if you're really considering starting a podcast, I really recommend Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, you know, let me take a second to explain it to you. First of all, it's free, which is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast on your computer and ding, ding, bonus feature right on your phone so you can do on-the-go podcast recordings. Uh, Anchor will distribute your podcasts for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so many others. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You've got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I really recommend that you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and just check it out. Go and get started. So if you offer services, though, who is your secondary audience? Now, this is a little tougher. And for every single business, you kind of have to suss it out. You have to, you have to find it. It's not quite as easy with, as with product-based businesses. So with service businesses, it may be related industries. So if I wanted to create content for one of my secondary audiences, let's say web design companies are a secondary audience. Why? Because web design companies may not always have the content professionals on staff. So I've got relationships with web design companies, and if they have clients who need content written, they recommend me, among others, but they recommend me as one of their go-to, you know, content consultants. So I'm a secondary audience, and they're my secondary audience. Maybe I write an article called The Importance of Excellent Web Design in Content Marketing. I would pick a title that was way more interesting than that, but let's just go with that as the topic. If I write that, do a video and everything else, it's something that I could email or send through LinkedIn or Instagram to any of the web design companies that I've partnered with and any that I would like to partner with in the future. So that's valuable because they read it. They see that I understand them and I see how web design fits within content marketing. And that is gonna, you know, move the needle in my favor in terms of likability because nobody wants to feel as if they're unimportant. And a lot of times uh, content professionals can put a little too much emphasis on content and not give good web design its due. And it's incredibly important. You know, I could write the best content for your website, but if customers look at it and they're like, hey, so 2005 is calling and they want their website design back, my wonderfully written content just isn't going to make it as far as if your website is modern and mobile optimized and the brand colors are beautiful and on point and the designs are wonderful. It's just not going to work as well. So you always want to, that's why I would address my secondary audience of web design agencies. So another secondary audience for me, like an actual secondary audience, is entrepreneurs. Now, it's a little broad. That is broad. Entrepreneurs is broad. But it's usually service entrepreneurs. And these are typically people that I've met, people who've heard me speak, people who like my content on LinkedIn. These are my secondary audience type folks. They may not have room in their budget to purchase my services or pay my fees to bring me on to consult with them on their content and their content marketing strategy yet. But they love my content and they share it and they comment on it. And they 
recommend me for marketing opportunities and they recommend me to bigger companies that they know. And that is why entrepreneurs are my secondary audience. And if you go through my content, you will see I I do have business management, business development type content, as well as marketing content uh, on my podcast, on my website. And that's because, well, one, I work with B2B consulting and service companies. So a lot of that comes with business management and business development. But I can take what my primary audience normally delivers to their even bigger clients, and I can switch it around and apply it to entrepreneurship and smaller businesses. And that kind of feeds, and we migrate these things, these things that we're outsourcing, we migrate them in-house to bring costs down. But you would take, you know, as much time as you would need to do that for your business. Okay. So do not apply overly simplistic solutions to complex issues in your business. Take a step back if it feels like it's too much and assess what's going on. See if you need to bring on help and move from that point. Don't just, you know, cut off things and throw things away all haphazardly, all right? Or else you'll end up in the French Amazon position. All right, that's been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I look forward to seeing you here again next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. We would greatly appreciate it. marketing. Now, if you think that I missed anything, I would love to hear any ideas that you have. And if you're listening to this on Anchor, then you can always send me a voice message and perhaps it'll get integrated into a later episode. If you're listening to this anywhere else, you found it on LinkedIn or Twitter, uh, Facebook, just leave a comment and let me know if you've seen an application for B2B consulting or service firms for augmented reality, or if you even just have this idea. All right, that's been another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie, and like I said, I'd love to hear your thoughts.